Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your Daily Dose of Donna, and today is Thursday, April 20th, 420. I am definitely not stoned, because if I was stoned, I would not be able to give you guys a good show. I can just tell you that. Give me a couple drinks, I'm fun. Give me a couple, you know, give me a little CBD, THC situation, and I am like, not so chatty. Um, It's my sister's birthday. Shout out, Sharoni. My sister lives here in Encino, really close to where I am in LA, and it's always fun that we have family nearby. Um, I was just taking my TikTok live people on a little journey with me because my tripod broke, and I needed to tighten it up, and they got to see my backyard, and it is such a beautiful day here in LA. If you guys aren't already following me over on TikTok or Instagram, I am at this is Donna Bowling. Thank you so much for all the new subscribers. I know yesterday's episode was She Speaks Bravo with Emily was like a little bit of a different format. Some of you guys really loved it. Some of you guys were like, I just want you, Donna. I'm going to take both as a compliment. Um, but I like to just, you know, introduce other people because not only do you get to have some conversation, but you get to also meet their audiences and they get to meet you. And it's Like we're all into the same thing, right? We're all here because we love pop culture. We love reality gossip. We love um, Bravo. We love reality TV. So I absolutely, um, you know, I, I appreciate all the comments though, but seriously keep leaving comments and let me know your thoughts. I'm gonna start to read some YouTube comments during the shows. I think that's kind of like a fun little bit, a little, you know, situation. You guys, I've got some fun things to talk about today. Oh, Cece says she loved my guest, Emily. Yes, I love her too. So number one, before we get into the show, we have a real good show for you guys. A really good show. I say we, it's literally me. It's me, myself, and me. It's the Donna show. Daily dose of Donna. This show is brought to you by Ilya Wines. You guys, I've talked about this for about a week. I am telling you right now, everyone that I've talked to that has been ordering Ilya Wines and has drank it has said, whoa, this is good stuff. It's packaged so beautifully. I have two bottles right here. One is empty. One is yet to be opened, but I'm going out tonight. I'll tell you about it tomorrow, but I'm going out tonight with, um, well, I'll tell you in just a second, but this is the red wine. So I think I'm going to open this before I go to dinner for a little sipper. And if you go to ilia.com, that's I Y L I A.com and use the code daily 20, you'll get 20% off your wine. And I'm telling you, it's really drinkable. It's not too sweet. It is not, um, it didn't give me a headache or anything. It's really, really clean and it's designed in New York and made in Spain by a woman owner. So hook it up, girls and guys. Welcome, all the followers. Thank you. Uh, Holly says, I am sober, but I have suggested it to friends, and they love it. That is so cool, Holly, and I'm so glad that you are, uh, you know, supporting even though you are not drinking it. That means the world. I really appreciate it. And seriously, good luck being sober because that is the hardest thing in the entire world, and anyone that does that, I am always just in awe. Seriously. Hi, Kat. Okay, you guys. So 
talked about Ilya. I have a few things I want to get into before we get into a, a big VPR recap. And when I tell you, I wish I rec- could record Daily Dose of Donna at 9 p.m. on Wednesday nights from my bed because I have so many feelings. And I don't know if you guys are feeling this with me, but like yesterday's episode, Andy, well, I'll get into it, but Andy basically said tonight's episode is going to be where we start really getting some East, major Easter eggs. Suspicions are starting. And now we're on a ride, you guys. Up until now, it was just kind of like the precursor where we knew stuff, but no one. I, I mean, it's crazy. The the experience that you get watching this, it feels like just an emotional roller coaster. But before I get into that, I want to cover a couple other things. The first being Tamara Judge, my new bestie. Those of you that know Tamara Judge, you know her from, of course, Real Houses of OC. She's a freaking rock star. She's been on that show since the beginning, basically. She's such an amazing reality star. And then, of course, she took a little hiatus. She got let out off the show, but they brought her back, which is almost unheard of. I mean, it only happens a few times because the OC needed a recharge of energy. And the other day, she was in page six. Um, There was an article, source that said that she had gone in on um, Real Housewives back and gone really like she and Heather Dubrow went to town basically, which I'm going to love because guys, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I am not a fan of Heather Dubrow. In fact, I had to stop watching last season of OC because she's so hard for me to watch. She may be a great person in real life. She may be all the positive things. I struggle watching her on TV. I don't like the energy. I don't like feeling like she thinks she's above everyone. I want aspirational on my Real Housewives. I just don't want feeling like I'm not good enough because you are that. Like Lisa Vanderpump, and I know here's talk about a a very um, controversial, hey, Amy, I was saying Heather Dubrow is kind of hard to watch on TV. Um, Lisa Vanderpump is a great example of someone to me who is incredibly aspirational. I mean, look at the life she's built for herself with the homes, with the businesses, with the marriage, with the animals and the family. Okay. I watch Lisa and I'm like, I love her life. Like I watch it and I don't sit in envy or feel bad about myself. It's like, this is so gorgeous. This is so amazing. And she seems genuinely kind and welcoming to people. You know, I don't get that vibe from Heather. I get, mm. Just saying. This is just my casting director reading people vibe. Okay. Um, LVP is so awesome. Yes. I, I feel that. I mean, I've never really heard negative things. I know that, you know, the the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills girls have some negative things to say, but I have not felt it. And we did get a nice little, um, we got a Lisa Rinna, uh, a Lisa Rinna callback in last night's episode of VPR with a rosé. So we'll talk about that. Okay. So Tamara Judge is on this very popular podcast. Those of you that are watching this or listening to this, I am sure know all about it. Uh, Tamara Judge is part of Two Teas in a Pod with Teddy Mellencamp. Now, I understand you guys have feelings about Teddy Mellencamp. Poor Teddy. She cannot go anywhere without people loving to tell her how much they hate her. I know Teddy in real life. I have texted with Teddy many times. I've hung out with her. We went to Mexico together years ago. I've mentioned this. I text with her last night. I like Teddy Mellencamp. Okay? Sue me. I like her. Was she the best housewife? No. Not in my opinion. But she is a great 
person. She's a great podcaster. She's a hard ass worker. I was friends with Teddy back in the day before she started All In by Teddy. She, um, we were friends when our babies were so young and we were doing two a day workouts and she had this text thread that she would send out to a bunch of different friends. And I was one of them. And one of the girls that I'm going out with tonight is also one of them. And I'll explain really fast, but we used to all be on these text threads and she'd be like, guys, let's go to, you know, this, this spin shop or spin class and let's go to this. And we were all on class pass. And then she started an Instagram and we were texting back and forth. What should she call her Instagram? And I gave her this idea of LA workout junkie. And she started LA workout junkie, which was her Instagram before she started all in. And she made a business out of this. And I'm telling you right now, Teddy Mellencamp is a good ass mother. She's a hard ass worker. She's real good at her job and she's a supporter. And I will say that she's never, ever, ever put me in a position where she hasn't been supportive when I was working in other places and doing like Instagram coaching and social media coaching. She always hired me. Like, I love her. Okay, done. Um, But yes, maybe not good TV. That makes sense, right? That's okay. Tamara Judge, on the other hand, is fantastic TV and also a lot more liked. And she is great on two teas in a pod. Her and Teddy together are fantastic, I think. They really don't shy away from like getting the dirt. Um, So Tamara and I were messaging last night on DMs. I messaged her saying I need to try the Venus CBD because she was on Jeff Lewis, et cetera. And she messaged me back saying, oh my gosh, I love watching your TikToks. You're so cute. So we follow each other on both TikTok and Instagram. She's going to send me some product. And then we were messaging back and forth just about a bunch of other things. Um, The Girls on the Toast, which is another podcast, talked really well about Teddy. And I mentioned that. And then Tamara said something like, oh, better than what's going on with Teresa. So of course, I had to go and do some research on what's going on with the Teresa situation. And apparently, those of you that are watching Real Housewives uh, or of anything, if you guys are watching New Jersey right now, which I'm watching. I haven't watched like regularly. I've watched in and out, but this season I'm watching because there's not really much else going on to be honest, but I was watching Jersey yesterday and um, I have to say, now I don't know the whole, there's a lot of back and forth, but I like Teresa on the show. I think she's got her issues. We all know that, but I like Teresa on the show. Like if I was going to choose someone to hang out with between Teresa and Melissa, I don't it's hard to say. I don't want to get involved there because I don't know enough. I haven't watched every season, but I like Teresa's daughters. And that means a lot. Teresa has raised three, four amazing daughters. And I say daughters because that's how she says it. And, you know, I don't know her feelings on like her experience with her husband, her new husband, Louie. I don't know anything. All I know is that I like watching Melania, her daughter on TikTok. And she's so sweet, so kind, so wonderful. Okay. So apparently... Teddy and Tamara are good friends with Brandy Glanville. Teddy, Tamara specifically is good friends with Brandy. And Brandy has been on their podcast before. And this was before she went on Girls Trip. I think she hasn't been on the show since that, but maybe she has. And famously, Brandy got kicked out of Girls Trip and sent home on this most recent shooting or filming of it because supposedly she, like, made advanced moves towards Caroline Manzo in some bathroom. I don't really know exactly what happened. It's kind of a he said, she said, she said situation. But production sent Brandy home and Caroline went home. And Teddy and Tamara recently, within the last few weeks, had Caroline on their show. And I actually really like Caroline Manzo in general. I thought this was a weird interview. 
she seemed um, really like cold about talking about, you know, anything housewives related, really negative about it. I didn't love it. Now, Caroline, it's herself though. She has a YouTube channel too. And I see her on here on YouTube. She does these cooking shows from her house and I love her. I think that she's great in that way. I love her show with her kids. I love the family dynamic. She's very anti-housewives. But Teresa had Brandy on her show yesterday, Namaste Bitches, which is another podcast between Teresa and some other chick. I don't know this friend of hers that she has. And, um, Essentially, this is a little bit of a recap. Teresa says in the podcast to Brandy, and she mentions this over and over and over, um, you know, your, your friend Tamara must be ba- a bad friend. She's clearly not a good friend because she had Caroline on her podcast after all of this. And Brandy's like, yeah, well, I know, but... And Teresa just kept pushing this forward, this kind of narrative that Tamara is such a bad friend because she had Caroline on her podcast. Now, Teresa has issues with Tamara and Teresa has issues with Caroline. Okay. We know this. There's like separate issues there. And she was pushing it and pushing it. But Tamara had commented on this Queens of Bravo recap saying, Teresa, please, two teas in a pod is strictly a housewife podcast. I heart books are talent, as you know, since you came on to promote your podcast. I guess they're both I heart. I talked with Brandy prior to Caroline interview to give her a heads up. Get your story straight before you come for me. So now all of the Teresa fans are going after Tamara. Tamara's like, she's messing with the wrong housewife. I'm going to go team Tamara on this. When you work with a big company like iHeart or, you know, I come from casting and I know this industry, right? I know the entertainment industry. Just like Kelly and Mark or Good Morning America, the hosts don't necessarily have a say on who gets asked, who gets to be on the show. They have choices, obviously, and they can push for certain people or they can reach out on their own. But the production company behind has a lot to say here. And so that is just ridiculous. Teresa was reaching here trying to like make some shit between Brandy and Tamara. And I think Brandy was like having none of it. You could hear she was kind of like, okay. But anyway, are we even interested in Girls Trip news? Are you watching Real House as a Girls Trip? I think the current season of Real House as a Girls Trip is boring, like beyond. It's I'm struggling through it. I said it yesterday, like Heather Gay's like so hard for me. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. That's I'm just going to leave it at I don't know. I'm not really excited about that show. So I watch it. It's like one of those, it's like a laundry show. You know those laundry shows? It's like Sister Wives or or Real House is a Girl's Trip. If I'm going to sit and watch a show like last night and now we're getting to the to the, to the the meat of this pro- program at 14 minutes is VPR. You guys, you guys. Hold on. Let me just take a sip from the empty bottle. No, I'm just joking. You guys, Vanderpump Rules. Now, Vanderpump is the show, the only show, maybe that and Succession, which is a scripted show, which you kind of have to do. You have to put your phone away and just watch or else you're going to miss something. But Vanderpump Rules is the one show that I literally don't, I put my phone on Do Not Disturb for one hour. And all I do with my phone is take notes. And I'm not even taking a lot of notes because I'm so engrossed in it. And I just can't get over what is happening. So we know that yesterday was the first of the, I guess, many episodes that like suspicions are starting to arise, which brings me to my hot take. My hot take is that producers absolutely knew 
that Tom and Raquel was were at least hooking up. I don't know how much they knew. I don't know how long they knew it was going on for. I don't know if they even knew that they ever FaceTimed or maybe they thought it was a one-time thing. I guarantee you right now, producers, camera operators, whoever knew something was up. Maybe it was just a hookup. Maybe they thought Ariana accepted it or whatever, but I don't believe. There's no way. We saw a never before scene from the night before when they were in a pool. They were in a jacuzzi from the um, from the wedding, okay? They were at the wedding and it was the night that Raquel was wearing the white glasses and Tom was like, Raquel, Raquel, you know that annoying night? Obviously, everyone's so drunk or messed up and they're in a jacuzzi and it's literally the three of them. It's Ariana, Tom, and Raquel and they're laying there and they're just like falling all over each other and some guy is taking a picture and he's like, this is such a vibe. Raquel, your glasses and Tom's mustache, such a vibe. And Tom looks, turns around, he's like, it's a vibe and he looks at Raquel when he says it. And Ariana's just like laying there in the middle of this. And he looks at Raquel and he's like, it's a vibe. And you know that under that water, he's touching her leg. Like it's so obvious, right? It's so obvious. So I'm sure they knew. I'm just, that's my hot take. Okay. Tell me I'm wrong. So the season, the show opens up and essentially kind of one of the first scenes is this weird Tom and Katie you know, Katie's picking up the dogs and I'm not recapping scene by scene on this show. I never do. But this, there was this weird experience where Tom gets a phone call or calls, sorry, Schwartz calls Sandoval exactly when Sandoval is doing his, um, confessional, his interview. And he calls and he's like, you know, so you see this kind of weird back and forth between them, which I've never seen on Vanderpump before, but he's explaining that Katie is um, really mad at him and being really cold with him because of this hookup. And Tom Schwartz, sorry, Sandoval is like, that's ridiculous. It wasn't a big deal. And so this conversation leads into this next scene between Sandoval, Ariana, and Katie. And anytime now I see Ariana, like you see Sandoval all the time, so it's like, whatever. But anytime you see Ariana, I swear Ariana was looking for his hands as they split apart after the photo in the jacuzzi. Yes, Cece. So every time I see Ariana now, I'm like this. Because I just want to see like what was going on. So they're in their gorgeous home, Tom and Ariana's house. I don't know what time of the day. It felt like the middle of the day. But Katie comes over and clearly they're doing sandwiches. Probably just like prepping different random, you know, options for something about her, the sandwich shop that the girls are opening. And Tom mentions, I'm jealous of Ariana because they clearly have their ish together with this, this restaurant. It's small. They don't have a big overhead and they don't have partners because that is a whole other part of the show where you see Sandoval and Schwartz just losing their minds over opening Schwartz and Sandy's. Clearly it's like a hot mess. This is, you know, the end of August. And Remember, at this point, Tom and Raquel are already hooking up. We know this, right? We don't know how much. We don't know everything, but we know it's already happened. And there's feelings there. And so they're drinking. They're like doing a cheers. They're drinking. And he basically goes to Katie and he says, I don't understand. So you're not going to be friends with Schwartz now because of this kiss between he and Raquel. And this is the moment where you realize Sandoval does not understand the gravity of that kiss. And the kiss was stupid. The actual kiss was so stupid and it was like a nothing. But it was the reasoning behind the kiss. And now we get this, right? All Katie said was 900 times I told him, I don't want you making out with her. You don't even really want to make out with her. I told her not to make out with you. And she doesn't even really want to make out with you. Why did you guys have to do this and hurt me? 
Team Katie on that situation, 100%. I love how I'm just like teaming up with people. Um, Heather says he's always jealous of her. Remember the cocktail book? Oh, yeah. Sandoval is incredibly jealous of Ariana in their relationship. Have you ever, do you know people like that where they're jealous of their partners? It happens a lot with celebrities. It happens a lot with like public figures. Um, Dax Shepard has mentioned on Armchair Expert that he's been jealous of um, Kristen Bell in the past when she's done really well. And he was like jealous of Kate Hudson when they were dating. Um, it's It's an interesting thing to be jealous of your partner. Like if Lance is successful and getting good things happening to him, I am, I just consider it like a win for me. I mean, that's, I've never been, the only time I've ever been jealous for Lance, honestly, is when he takes a job and he's out of town for four weeks and I'm sitting at home dealing with the kids. But it's not jealous of him. It's more just like mad at him that he gets to live this life and shoot, you know, perfect match in Panama for five weeks, drinking every night, hanging out with friends, and I'm sitting at home, you know, making lunches. But it's different than being like jealous of his success because I know that his paycheck is also my paycheck, right? So it's interesting. Oh, Anna Ferris was jealous of Chris Pratt as he came up, you think? That's interesting, Amy. Okay. So we see this kind of weird scene there. And clearly you see Sandoval rolling his eyes left and right over Katie. Sandoval and Katie hate each other. They've always hated each other. It's so clear. But Ariana started to go against Sandoval in the scene. And this is very interesting because you start to see Ariana is not taking Sandoval's shit. Like she's not like looking up to Sandoval as Raquel Rachel does. And that is probably the disconnect here. Why he felt from Raquel Rachel this kind of love and this um, ID idealization. I did what's the word? Like idolation or idolizing, right? She idolized him and Ariana was like, okay, which was, there was a crazy scene in a, in a bit. Then there's this crazy scene between Schwartz, Sand, Schwartz and uh, Sandoval and Brett, who's one of the owners, one of the partners in the restaurant. And it's a really high tense scene because you can feel both sides. Brett and Greg want this restaurant to be you know, well-run, with good food, good experience, good service. Schwartz and Sandy want the restaurant open. They just want to start bringing money in because they're paying all the rent and they have absolutely no they're, – they're putting all their money in. And Schwartz – Sandoval said something where he was like, I could lose my house. I could lose my mom's retirement. So now we know for sure he's put so much of his own personal money, his family's money into this restaurant. I can see why he's stressed out. I can also see what Schwartz was saying, which is like, you just keep huffing and puffing which later they go over to Lisa Vanderpump's house and Lisa tries to kind of talk them through this, which I love Lisa's, um, you know, Lisa's job on the show is like restaurant mentor. Like I feel like it's the food network and she's, you know, helping people through building a restaurant. Like she's a Gordon Ramsay or something. Um, Okay, wait, I'm going to get back to that. So Carrie said, same when they had the pool party and Ariana walked away when Tom got involved with Lala and Raquel. Yeah, like she's not having his shit anymore. So Lisa Vanderpump is kind of mediating between Tom and Tom, trying to help them through this. And Schwartz actually stands up to Sandoval and says, you keep saying you're ready to open this restaurant and you want to open this restaurant. And meanwhile, you're doing band practice during the day and then getting your freaking nails done. Sandoval goes, I had already scheduled, and with his nasally voice, I had already scheduled this, this, um, in practice like what am I gonna do and like I'm not gonna be walking around LA with some chipped up grubby nails I'm sorry 
You want to see my nails? I'm walking through LA. They ain't perfect. Sandoval, get some nail polish remover. <laughs> no one put it in your contract that you need to have white nails. Like white out nails could be a once in a while thing. It doesn't need to be perfect. I don't know. Does he have a deal with OPI that we don't know about? What in the world with the nail situation with Sandoval this season? Okay. Maybe Raquel likes him with white nails. Maybe Raquel is like turned on by his white nails. She's like, oh, they match my white sunglasses. Your white nails on my white sunglasses are so hot. So it's a pretty crazy like high intense situation there in the Schwartz Sandoval and Schwartz and Sandy situation. But let's kind of like turn it over. Oh, I missed one thing and I hate using this word, but during this Tom and Katie scene, Katie says she's a whore talking about Raquel. She's a whore. And Tom is like, she's not a whore. And even Ariana is like, she's not a whore. She doesn't get paid to have sex. The whole thing is so bananas. It is bananas watching live, right? Because you know what's happening behind the scenes. Okay. <sighs> the sir scene is when things go bananas to me. I, I like I'm watching this completely sober last night, by the way, and I feel like I'm drunk or high when I'm watching it because there's so many things happening that I don't even know where to start. The scene is number one. When was the last time you ever saw them at Sir Tom and Tom? Why the hell are they at Sir? They're at Sir because Raquel Rachel is working at Sir and Tom Sandoval needs to be around her at this point. Remember, she's his heroine, according to Schwartz. And so you know that they were having these conversations. How do I see you? Well, you're working. Let me come in and shoot a scene at Sir. It makes sense. And then it doesn't feel like I'm there for you, but I'm really there for you. Got it? So they're sitting there at Sir. So weird. It felt like we were, you know, back in 2015. And um, Sandoval looks, and now here's something else I noticed. We've seen a lot of scenes between Sandoval and Ariana and stuff, and he always just looks like a hot mess. In this scene, you can tell he's wearing good clothes. His hair looks good. He has got his flirt look on. He's got his I am single and looking to mingle with my Raquel on. You can tell. He looks good. He's dressed to the nines. I mean, for Sandoval, his white nail polish is perfect. Okay. And he's sitting there and he's just like, you know, he's got his vibe going on. And Raquel comes over. Of course, she's the waitress getting their drinks. And there's one point where she has him. He says, Raquel, come over and sit down. And she sits right between the Schwartz, Schwartz and Sandoval. This is such a weird experience right here because he is dying of laughter. Sandoval is like, <laughs> you've never seen Sandoval laugh. In all the years on the show, have you ever seen this guy laugh? He's dying over this. Even Lisa Vanderpump is sitting across and she goes, I'm sorry, what? what's going on there? Why You're really enjoying this. And he's like, yeah, I am enjoying it. <laughs> what? Is he getting off on this? Or he's just happy because now Raquel is part. He has a reason that he can say Raquel's with us. It's because of shorts. It's because of Schwartz, even though I know that I'm texting Raquel left and right. I've just texted her five minutes ago. She's texting me. She's probably sending me boob pictures. I don't know. And they're sitting there and it's so awkward. But then strangely, Sandoval tells um, Raquel that she was called a, a whore the, the earlier in the day or the night before whenever from Katie. Why? Number one, why? Can I tell you, if someone calls me a whore, I don't want to know. 
Okay? If I don't need to know, please don't tell me. This is for anyone out there on YouTube, (laughs) on TikTok. Please don't tell me. I don't need to know. And if my husband tells me, then I'm going to almost be mad at my husband. Why'd you tell me? So anyway, Raquel clearly gets a little offended. She gets up, but then the way Sandoval stands up, Raquel, Raquel, come back. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. This was insane. We've never seen the side of Sandoval. We've never seen a sweet side of Sandoval. He cares all of a sudden. So kind, so sweet. (laughs) Amy says, I love your recaps. I'm not even watching VPR. Fangirl says they're all drama queens as reality stars are. So am I though. Let's be honest. You know, raise your glass. These are the best days of our lives. (laughs) What is it? Raise your glass up high. These are the best days of our lives. Okay. I'm almost done with this recap, but it was just such an insane episode. So later in the episode, we see the scene between Sandoval and Ariana. And this is a telling episode because in the Sandoval Howie Mandel interview, we heard that Ariana had mentioned something about freezing her embryos and she wanted to talk to Tom about this right when he was breaking up with her, right on the the night that she found out he was having an affair. So I felt like that came out of nowhere, but apparently a couple years ago, Ariana had frozen her embryos or her eggs and they want to fertilize the embryos, which is so strange to me. Let's talk about this for a second. Why do they want to do it unless she wants to have kids with Sandoval? Like what, what is actually the reasoning here? And I'm serious, like this was a little bit of a, this was a little bit of a weird thing, like an out of pocket thing with Ariana. She doesn't want kids, but she wants to fertilize the embryos. Why? She said they're more viable that way, but it didn't make any sense. And you can tell in this scene exactly that they are clearly fine. Sandoval and Ariana are clearly fine. Sure. They've been together nine, 10 years. They're annoyed at each other. I can't stand my husband 50% of the time. Then let's go to 60% of the time. Okay. Sometimes his sounds, the burps, the mess, the dishes. It's marriage. It's a long-term relationship, okay? But she is clearly being sweet with him. She's being nice with him. And he seriously is looking for a reason to fight. He is looking for a reason to start the narrative that this is not a good relationship and you're not being nice to me, Ariana, and this isn't going to work. And she's listening to him, trying to understand his point of view, and she's laughing and she's trying to like make light of it. Like, we're good. Everything's fine. And, um, okay, hold on one second. I want to read this. Um, she does, but doesn't want to say on camera. She wants kids, but doesn't want to say on camera. Is that what it is? Or maybe she does and doesn't want to say on camera. That would be weird about having kids. She said they keep better, but there are 20 freaking six eggs. Yeah. Why are you fertilizing them? And why is Tom agreeing to it unless you're ready to have actual kids? The part with the two of them on the couch, he was coming up with excuses about their relationship. Absolutely, Kebada. Jay Nobles, it's a very expensive thing to do, so it's really strange to do it if they're dead set on never having them. I have to say, I am with you all. Um... She was so communicative and understanding, Kebata says. I agree. It was actually a really healthy, sweet relationship moment. And meanwhile, he's having this like in his head, uh, all I want to do is be with Raquel. And like, trust me when I tell you, I know people that have had affairs and it becomes like that, right? There was a woman that I used to talk to and she had an affair and she said that it became obsessive. 
And she was with her husband and obsessively thinking about this other person. And this is seriously how it is. So he's sitting there and like wanting to find reasons to say, this isn't working, Ariana. I want out because he knows that Raquel is waiting for him. And this is the unfortunate part is Ariana is not aware that he's going through this. And so she's trying to have this understandable moment and, and she is feeling, you know, probably confused, but she's so sweet. She's like, babe, we've been together nine years. Like there's so many things I do that annoy you. And she even made him laugh at one point. And I thought, oh my God, he does love her, but he's like fighting himself here. It was pretty crazy. Okay. So then we get into the Raquel of it all. Meanwhile, there's this weird side story of Raquel and Oliver. Oliver is Garcelle's son. Clearly, Oliver is still with his wife. Poor Raquel got brought into this mess. And this is the most insane experience ever because we're watching in real time what ends up happening to Raquel later. But in this moment, we feel like it's an unjust moment for Raquel because Raquel had no idea that she was he was still with his wife. She even asked on camera and he said, no, I am separated. We all heard it. We all saw it. She didn't do anything wrong by making out with Oliver because in her mind, she was aware like she, it, it was on camera on the show. It was weird that he would have done that. But meanwhile, the ex-wife or the wife comes up and she's getting dragged all over social media. So we're watching the scene between her and Sheena and Brock talking about the fact that she's getting dragged all over social media over being the other woman, not knowing that in a few weeks, it's really going to happen for her. She thinks this is bad. It's really going to happen for her. It was so insane, you guys. It was crazy to see like She doesn't even know what's coming. This is nothing compared to what's actually coming. And she did the right thing. She went out with Oliver and she let them, you know, not date. And I think it showed what's crazy, if not for the scandal of it all, I think we would have all been like, Raquel is, you know, doing a smart thing here. She got screwed. She got screwed over and she's doing a smart thing. Um, So, okay. So then... Meanwhile, Lala is having a birthday party. She's planning and Raquel is not invited and Schwartz is not invited. The two of them are not invited. Now, let's talk about Katie's boyfriend, Satchel. Huh? Satchel. So Katie brings Timothy Chalamet mixed with Josh Groban. Um, I would say more Josh Groban than Tim- Timothy Chalamet. Brings um, Timothy sorry, Josh Groban or, or Timothy Groban (laughs) satchel to this dinner, to this party, to this club. I don't even know where they are for Lala's birthday. Was anyone else very uncomfortable with satchel? Did anyone else have a little bit of a hard time with satchel? No, I'm not going to sit here and just judge looks, but satchel looks 12. Also, his hair was flat with a big curly fro, the most unsexy man I have ever seen in my entire life. Wait, Jeff is going to BravoCon. Jeff who? I'm going to BravoCon. Jeff Lewis? If Jeff Lewis is going to BravoCon, we will meet up. Um, okay. Yeah, he was touchy-feely. It was awkward. Yay, Jeff Lewis is going to BravoCon. He probably said that today. I'm so excited. I am going to BravoCon. Should we have a dosers meetup? I need to know because I will set it all up. Okay, this was a very, very unsexy vibe between Katie and Satchel. She seemed so much bigger than him in terms of like his stature. It was not for me. What Sheena said about him looking like... 
Sheena said he looked like he got, um, he got groomed at Vanderpump Dogs. <laughs> His hair was flat and then it was like a big poof. He was a poodle. Satchel the poodle. Oh my God, it killed me. Oh my God, Satchel looked like old school Howie Mandel, Katie says. Hey, darling. Ah, less attractive men can appreciate love more. Listen, I am down for Katie to be with a better guy than Schwartz, right? But it was a funny thing. Okay, so it was just like shocking. But Raquel ends up coming to this party, which I thought was really a strange move. She texts Sheena, can you go get Lala? But instead of bringing Lala out, she goes into the party, which is so weird. And Sandoval is there which is all weird for me. And you know, Ariana's sitting at a table with Sandoval and her friend Logan and Sheena. And you know, Tom doesn't want to be there because now Tom is obsessed with Raquel already. And so, you know, he's texting her under the table. We know that, right? So, um, so anyway, they go to, you know, Raquel gets called out. You're a mistress. You're a mistress from Lala. They go outside. They actually have a really nice heartwarming conversation where Raquel's like, I understand that you got played. And you maybe aren't a mistress. Maybe Randall played you and said that he wasn't actually married and he was. And um, they had a moment. They actually had a really sweet moment where Lala was like a big sister. Had this Scandival thing not happened, next season Raquel and Lala would have been besties. Mark my words. But say la vie. This didn't work. And um, oh, and I forgot to mention one of the biggest, biggest like mind-blowing things was the scene right before they were at Lala's party, James and his girlfriend, Allie, who now had I seen, Amy's a doser, now had I seen this episode and I saw Allie in real life, remember last weekend I saw her in West Hollywood, I would have 100%, 100% had her on my podcast. So Allie, if you're listening to this, please, Allie was the whistleblower of Scandival because Allie says to to um, James, I thought it was kind of weird, but the other night I saw Sandoval and Raquel dancing at 1 a.m. at the Abbey. And I thought to myself, where's Ariana? And Allie said, if my boyfriend was dancing with other girls at 1 a.m., I wouldn't be cool with it. But maybe Ariana is. And James, just like everyone else, is like, eh, nothing. Because of course they're not thinking that she, that Sandoval and Raquel, they're thinking she's just in with the, the, the Toms, and she's obviously really into Schwartz. There's also a weird scene between Katie and Sandoval sitting at Lala's birthday when Lala's outside talking to Raquel, and you could tell that, La, that you know, Sandoval was very uh, protective over Raquel. You guys, it's getting big. It's getting big. It is getting very, very interesting. And next week, there's some beach scene. And we see James throw some something at Schwartz's face, which looked good. And we see James get watermelon in his eye and go, oh, Howie. I just don't know. Like, we're going to have to have a moment of silence for when VPR is over. What will we do? What will we do? I love doing these VPR recaps. I am obsessed with my Daily Dose of Donna. I am obsessed with my YouTube dosers. I'm obsessed with my TikTok dosers. I'm obsessed with the podcast listener dosers. You guys are seriously making my life. This show is growing. It's going places. Just you wait. And it's all because of the support from you guys. I love this conversation. I want to hear all your thoughts in the comments below. If I missed anything, if I need to talk about anything that I haven't talked about, um, 
wait, what? I'm getting a comment that's, you've got to be joking. I'm sure there'll be another scandal that happens before that. Did you hear about Ryan Reynolds? What? What about Ryan Reynolds? Did Ryan Reynolds hook up with Raquel? All right. You guys have to watch the Watch What Happens Live from last night with Sheena and Michael Rappaport. I'm obsessed with Michael Rappaport. He is such a polarizing figure, but he is pro-Jews. He's pro-Israel. He's anti-Kanye. Makes me love him. Michael Rappaport, if you're seeing this, I freaking love you. Um, curious where VPR will go. You'll have plenty to talk about. Okay. You guys, we <laughs> Rocky wishes about Ryan Reynolds. Can you imagine if all of a sudden Blake Lively shows up in the next season of freaking VPR? Like she took my man, you guys, again, a shout out to Ilya wine. Please go to I Y L I A.com Ilya.com and use the code daily 20 for 20% off. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. I will see you tomorrow on the daily dose.